Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For the nerd room with Dr. Vern. Hello, and welcome to the nerd room. I am Dr. Vern of Sci Fried and Nerdy FM, and this is my nerd music podcast. In previous episodes, we've explored the definitions, lineage, and history of this previously unnamed genre. I've played you some great tracks from different eras and have shown the growth potential of this very real genre. It's limitless. In this episode, I have a very exciting interview for you as I sat down and had a conversation with the incredible Mega Ran. That'll be coming up a little bit later. I'll also have some great grooves for you as well, so don't worry about that. Now, here we are in 2015. Nerd artists are starting to get recognition from traditional mainstream media outlets. Mega Ran showed up in LA Weekly and the Billboard charts. There are awards, honors, and milestones to be had. And as I've stated in the last episode, it's the dawn of the geek age, and nerd music is poised to be its soundtrack. So, in the preparations for this podcast, I've uncovered a focal point, a place that marks a change. 2009 and 2010 marked not only a coming out time for a lot of nerd artists as festivals and events first began to view the genre as a whole, but it was also when the artists themselves seemed to resolve to work together for the common exposure of the genre. In the years since that time, artists have seen increased touring opportunities, more paying shows, better exposure and mass media coverage, and tons more collaborations from artists of different musical styles. The artists of this genre have done something completely unheard of in the music business. Work together to promote each other and the entire genre. The results in present day have shown that the world is listening. While I am certain that artists will continue this spirit of family and camaraderie, there is still much to do. Media outlets, websites, bloggers, music reviewers, and the like that extensively cover nerd music are largely, like the artists that they cover, independent. If the nerdy media, for lack of a better word, <laughs> came together in a similar fashion, 
They would not only position themselves as the source for coverage with larger media outlets, the genre would reach mainstream exposure in no time. Well, that's perhaps the topic of some future episode when I get to reflect on how nerd music entered the mainstream. (laughs) One day, perhaps. Meanwhile, I have some great grooves for you in the here and now. Now, I'd like to take a moment to remark on the passing of a genuine icon, Leonard Nimoy. As a performer, his portrayal of Mr. Spock was not only stellar, it changed the world. Live long and prosper. That's a phrase that nearly the whole planet is familiar with. He touched lives and inspired generations of actors, scientists, and inventors. He truly lived long and prospered, and he will be dearly missed. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. I am a little Star Trek sensitive these days. I'm a huge Trekkie. So when I scan the first single that I'm sharing with you today, it was a no Spock's brainer to include it in the nerd groove. One of my favorite songs ever recorded and clearly inspired by the work of Mr. Nimoy. It's a different kind of testament to just how he touched the world in a very human way. Here's the one and only Nerf Herder and their nerd rock classic, Mr. Spock.
live long and prosper. A line delivered by an actor playing a role. But it is also a directive that would benefit mankind to follow. Nerf Herder wrote and released that song at a time when nerdy musicians had to wrap their content in a song that could have mass appeal. And they succeeded greatly. Touching the human spirit is a rare thing, something that this next artist was born with. He's a first-time feature on the Nerd Groove, an inspirational human being, a poet, a peaceful warrior, a longtime fan and event photographer, and a dear friend. His music has a lot to say and challenges you to be the best version of yourself. His name is IQ, and as his name would suggest, he is able to use intellect and art as a vehicle for his message. Part of the RPG unit, IQ has arrived and elevated the scene. I am honored to bring you The Power of Understanding by IQ. They say that knowledge is power, and with that power you can change the world. But who controls those things in the lives that we live in? Who? Yo, another parent is gone, he left behind a son I hear the people that cry all around my home A mother's anguish, she cries when she sees a son Another soldier that died, never to return I lift my fist to the sky, cause it's not fair to us The way we die for our king who doesn't care for us Give our lives to a system that only process us Live a minimal life that's not designed for us They live so high off the hog that they got from us With privilege and lavish lives off the hard work of us Marching out of these fields that they will never see Bringing back all the pain and broken memories Like we were titans when locked out even bigger walls And giving titans to fight for the sake of us all This is not our house, this is not our home We are sheep and cattle, never more to roam I understand we were not created equal the separation of differences in our people Our social structure that stands atop that steeple And for that vision we fight to all that's equal You and I, we were not created equal The separation of differences in our people Our social structure that stands atop that steeple And for that vision we fight to all that's equal Vindictive venomous lies and souls of my heart They alienated the eyes of a mother or a son Through war tattered their lives On a whip of remembered and love story goodbyes Destruction that at last of the story here and thereafter Inside the show they sail Society once prevailed with that vision of that heaven No ill that can't prevail On the thoughts of our lives and visions inside the veils Of titans that live in sails A mind jail prevailed and decadent in our thoughts I'm lost beyond the mail Delivered without the kale And fruit beyond the label of battles that's in vain Slain across the labels of rotting in by products The leaders always watching with big brother in hands Instead of moving mountains and trust that center violence The youth is always naval, deeper side of the fruit of the apple that's always able Way beyond the soldiers and wars that broke the fables Right on top of the story, this world drives it in tables They'll never take us alive and live it within the feelings of soldiers and no good guys Come on, walk deep inside of that matrix Train the body that shell in that cage within that fadeless Come on, we'll never get it alive And live it without the feelings of soldiers and no good guys Goodbyes Make it burn from the ground to all is equal Let us bleed as we fight for all that's equal You and I, we were not created equal The separation, the differences in our people Our social structure that stands atop that steeple And for that vision, we'll fight to all is equal And for that vision, we'll fight to all is equal and for that vision, we'll fight to all is equal. We're being crushed from his side while they walk on us. We're 
We're drowning deep in the sea and there's no air for us Show us that there is hope for the slums we walk And if we cry hard enough that we can rise above For all the love of our peers, they were not lost in vain That they died for a purpose, their family's lives will change Show them more how to dream while we live out loud Let that hope shine on down, rain it from the clouds I understand we were not created equal The separation, the differences in our people our social structure that stands atop that steeple And for that vision we'll fight till all is equal You and I, we were not created equal The separation, the differences in our people Our social structure that stands atop that steeple And for that vision we'll fight till all is equal Great song, Chris. I know there's more coming. IQ illustrates another thread that runs between the styles of nerd music. Intelligence. Along with humor, intelligence is a cornerstone in all nerd music. Even when there is an air of silliness to a song, it is frequently balanced with intellect. A very half-Vulcan, half-human way of doing things, huh? Star Trek is certainly on my mind these days. I'm a lifelong Trekkie, so when I heard this next groove, I knew I was bringing it to all of you. I first featured this artist on the Best of 2014 episode, and Adam Sakella Rides has now got my attention. Here's a song entirely based on the Deep Space Nine episode, Little Green Men, which happens to be one of my favorites. Uh, I hope you like it as much as I did. Here's Bustin' Out by Adam Sakella Rides. Well, we were on our way to the academy, dropping off my nephew so he could join the fleet. And if I happen to stop on our way back, I'll sell these minerals for some decent cash. But we crashed in a time we did not know in 1947, New Mexico. And now we're busting out of Area 51. 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 We're busting out, busting out of Area 51. Pretty time, cause I'll put some poison in their lungs And you can tell they're primates through and through They will imitate exactly what you do They lose nuclear bombs in their own atmosphere You can see why we wanna just leave here Cause we're busting out of Area 51 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 We're busting out We know the steel's bad, so away we'll walk Well, we told them lies, we were bleeding and yelling But they just don't seem to want what we're selling Well, we make our move, these do help us flee These scientists are just fine by me Cause we're busting out of Area 51 We're busting out of That is another great track, Adam. Uh, listen, I urge you to check out the YouTube video for that one as well. Ah, nostalgia combined with nerd songs. You could make a pretty good argument that nostalgia is another common thread that binds the nerd music universe. All components that make up nerdiology. That's my word for this study of the genre that I've embarked on with you. So let's evoke some more nostalgia 
and a spanking new track from the latest release of Random Encounter, Super Galaxy Squadron. That's right. Hot off the release of their still new The Big Blue LP, the gang has a whole new album for you. In fact, you are listening right now. All the tracks in the background are from Super Galaxy Squadron, and it's pretty damn awesome. In addition to those, here's a salute to the bosses. Here's Random Encounter with Boss Fight Madness. Great job, guys. Another great groove. Hey, you got to check out their Bandcamp page and acquire yourself both Super Galaxy Squadron and the Big Blue LP if you haven't yet. All right, then. Now, the next track I have for you here on the Nerd Groove is from a world-class nerd artist. He's received many awards, accolades, and love from all music lovers all over the world. It's true. It's all valid. He's a Hall of Fame-level artist and a big huge part of the growth of the genre. He's been rewarded by an appearance on the Billboard charts and with his latest release, which teams him with Storyville, that's right, the one and only Mega Ran. You'll be hearing more from him in a bit as I got to have a great conversation with him. Meanwhile, enjoy this selection from Soul Veggies. Here's Mega Ran and Storyville with Turn Up Them Beats. Turn up them beats, them treats for your earlobes, feed them to 
French dress delicacy to revive for remedy Compose the dice celery So veggies flow so heavy That arugula music in your spring medley Singing melodies Only so many ways to say it Stew it or saute it Roast it, fry it or fricassee it Skip the mayonnaise and the grease I've been on that fast food for weeks Now I need mustard greens It's a must I mean Pine nuts and seeds Cabbages and radishes So fresh and so clean, clean Gotta replenish those vitamins and minerals Antioxidants, breathing life into my physical Hickama and fennel and no dietary supplements I'm throwing out McDonald's cause the veggies Yeah, I'm loving it Turn up them beats, them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats, them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats, them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats, them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul You know, I just came home from tour Sick full of dishes, dirty clothes on the floor Hungry as a hostage Yet nauseous at the thought of another gas station sausage On the road, it's Denny's Waffle House Mickey D's and Burger King And if I see another, I'ma have to murder things This here will set you back Playing Twister, which at the Jester track Where the Pepsi at? In the green room, just chilling Till I get the stage call And there comes that not-so-fresh feeling Homie, peep the scene I'm craving leafy greens Now nah, I mean, little grill Zucchini, they can't see me Spaghetti squash, nice replacement for baked ziti Broccoli and carrots come together like a marriage When you sprinkle on some green onion to shallot But wait a cotton picking minute I'm finding it ironic that Popeyes don't even serve spinach Society's menace, racism, nah Fried chicken with a crispy golden finish And I guess it's time to end this With a plate of veggies that look so tremendous The consensus is to turn up them beats Them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats Them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats Them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul Turn up them beats Them treats for your earlobes Feed them to the center of your soul You may not care it About me Or the music The way we care about it Carrot, get it. You might even turn up your nose when you hear us out there rapping and causing all kinds of ruckus. Get it, turn up. But if your heart should beat with ours, then we are one, and you too can be a soul veteran. Forever, let us hope that this will bring new life to music. Soul veggies out now. Let's go. That is a great track and one fresh album. Megaran recently changed his name officially to just Megaran. So I'm still adjusting too. No matter what you call him, he's pretty amazing. Another pretty amazing artist inhabits the body we call Professor Shy Guy. He's been featured a few times here on The Groove, and his contributions to the growth of the genre are significant. But today I bring you a song from his first project, 
the nerd rock band called The Aeronauts. The song shows that even then, the professor was all about mixing genres with music and passion. Here's Steampunk Boba Fett by The Aeronauts. track is just too good not to have been featured on my podcast and will we see more from the aeronauts hmm, only time will tell but i sure hope so meanwhile be sure to check out professor shy guy because he's a fun loving guy speaking of fun let's have some the next groove for you is from a group that always has fun and they want you to join in too cuckoo kangaroo uses music dancing and knowledge to entertain in everything they do a big-time force in entertainment for the young and nerdy. They aim to teach this time out. Here's Cuckoo Kangaroo from their new album, Gross, with Everybody Poops. Everybody's 
constipation Fiber's the trick to making it slick or possibly Diarrhea, it's all leaky and wet You're stuck on the toilet You're waiting in the queue Your face is turning blue You must go number two In a hurry functions cuckoo kangaroo has done it again they have also released a couple of albums in short order as they continue to build their discography of awesome well awesome is the word most often used when you see our next artist live urizen is a spectacle unlike any other their music is set in their own urizen universe and the track I have for you today certainly conveys the attraction that audience has with the band. Simply put, Urizen rocks. I bought proof. Here's Urizen with Box Makers.
Urizen certainly qualifies as a driving force in the growth of the nerd music genre, as is the next artist. When it comes to hustle, collaboration, energy, clever, thought-provoking lyrics, Steffo of My Parents' Favorite Music is practically without peer. My Parents' Favorite Music is always a can't-miss set at live shows and continues to assist the growth of the genre. Case in point, the next groove. Teaming with Mayor Works, formerly MC Cool Whip, here is My Parents' Favorite Music with Regen. Nope, I just can't. Now doesn't seem like the time to fund rap. Nap sounds great. I mean, the floor sounds a lot greater. Just let me collapse. I'll be awesome later. Oh, I'm still drunk. Had a little bit too much. Do I have a show today or did I just do one? Need to do lunch, breakfast, something, anything. I'm losing energy. I really want to punch things. Hey, my phone's vibrating. Still have my phone. Hope my friends are awake. And I got a few missed calls, all from the mayor. Said I ran off screaming double dare. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Calling, ringing, answer your phone, dummy. Ringing, ringing. Really hope he picks this up in time. And yep, my battery just died. Yay. I think I see the light. Might have had a few too many last night. I think I'm on empty. Need a recharge, need energy. I think I need some food. Can we still get breakfast in the afternoon? I think I'm in good hands. My friends, I think they've got my back. It was a bad idea to mix all the liquor. The thought of drinking anything else makes me sicker. The quicker I find friends, the faster I recover. The recharge under my covers. Come on, Steffo, pick up your phone. Straight to voicemail. Phone must be dead. Some Advil would be the holy grail. Instead of popping Tylenol, I'm popping blood vessels. Going around the hotel, looking disheveled. Why'd you run out screaming? Double dare. We were talking about the aggro crag. I don't care. The hotel Steffo, let me light this flare. Where'd you go? Wait. What's on my arm? The Beach Boys Kokomo? We bodied that stage last night. The crowd was wild. But I think I might have accidentally headbutted a child. Did you really pass out on the lobby floor, Steffo? Sounds about right. I'm impressed, though. Let's go. I think I see the light. Might have had a few too many last night. I think I'm on empty. Need a recharge. Need energy. I think I need food. Can we still get breakfast in the afternoon? I think I'm in good hands. My friends, I think they've got my back. I think I see the light. Might have had a few too many last night. I think I'm on empty. Need a recharge. Need energy. I think I need some food. Can we still get breakfast in the afternoon? I think I'm in good hands. My friends, I think they've got my back. I think I see the light. Might have had a few too many last night. You were there one second. I think I'm on empty. Need a recharge. Need energy. Something exploded. I think I need some food. Can we still get breakfast in the afternoon? I don't have my sock. I think I'm in good hands. My friends, I think they got my back. 
What does it say on my forehead? That's from Steffo's Mount Weird release, and a fine album it is. Check out the sizable discography of my parents' favorite music online. You'll find a lot of thought-provoking, humorous, and downright entertaining music. Speaking of downright entertaining, that euphemism could be used to describe the nerdy bard himself, Mark with a C. He has a brand new album called Exactly Where I Am. And it's a bit different than some of Mark's previous work. This one has some real personal perspective and sheds light on and makes light of the human condition. The Groove I Have For You has a recent video on YouTube and it really speaks to me. You see, I have trouble remembering names occasionally. So I can totally relate to this amazingly well-written song. Here's I Can't Remember Your Name by Mark with a C. Man, I can relate to that one. As I said, the album is a different look at the artist that is Mark with a C, and it's a good one. Check out Mark's Bandcamp page and get it on vinyl for maximum effect. Now, one of my favorite things to do in the world is a good parody. Cypheride's own origins are deeply rooted in the parody, so I love them. Now, here's an example of how to do a good one. The PDX Broadsides make their first appearance on the Nerd Groove, which honestly is a testament to just how many awesome artists are out there, because they definitely should have already been here. Hailing from the amazing Portland scene, this trio of nerd enthusiasts sing about science, piracy, superheroes, robots, and other geeky topics with great vigor and harmony. Here's the PDX Broadsides with the Zombie Song. If I die young, and become a zombie shoot me in the head don't forget to double tap lay me in a bonfire at dawn 
Charting nerdiology, the landscape of nerd music and its growth, exposure, and popularity explosion would just not exist without my guest at this time. Here's the conversation I had recently with the incomparable Megaran. All right, now we have a very special treat for you here on the Nerd Groove. Uh, I have a very special guest coming in for you. Uh, he is now officially known as Megaran, I guess you could say, a.k.a. Random now. <laughs> uh, Random, welcome to the Nerd Groove, man. Oh, man, it's good to be here. How are you, sir? I'm great, bro. Now, I'll probably call you 500 things during the course of this conversation. I mean, uh, they just need to know you're a man of many names. It's okay. <laughs> That's all right. 
I was I was all for your the name change too, man, because there are a lot of randoms out there. Yeah, they are, and it's you know at the end of the day, it's a word, you know, it's a describing word. It's a word people use all the time, and so it's not necessarily an easy way to find a musician, you know. It hasn't seemed to bother you too much because I'm just gonna allow me to allow me to pimp up my crowd just a little bit here. Okay. The man, the man I have here talking to us today is a teacher, a rapper, a singer, a producer, a chip hop pioneer, DJ, hero. Some people would say the LA Weekly actually called you one of the most prolific and innovative rappers of the 21st century. So you got cred, bro. Well, <laughs> all right. Oh, we didn't even talk about Capcom. All right, I didn't even, I didn't even mention Capcom, and you got cred, uh, which is why I wanted to bring you in for this particular talk today. The, the episode uh, that we're on here is called Nerdiology, uh, and, it, <laughs> and here at the Nerd Group, we've we've been connecting some dots uh, to the to the history of nerd music, going back to you know old school, even going back as far as like the bands in the 70s like your Rush uh, The Who, uh, Mark with a C credits The Who uh, and Pinball Wizard as being the first nerd song yeah. uh, uh, so we've kind of through our uh, journey here on the nerd group we've, we've looked and connected a lot of those dots but uh, now I want to talk about an era that you know very well uh, I'm going to say we'll, st we'll say around 2007 was a pretty good year for you it was. That was like when everything kind of just kicked off, actually. Yeah, that was your uh, Capcom. How did, how did the thing go with Capcom? How did that How did that happen? Um, well, it was it was pretty crazy. Capcom started because I had um, created an album in 2007 called Mega Ran, which was a tribute album to Mega Man's 20th anniversary, and it sampled some Mega Man tunes. And um, had some songs just about about general nerdy nerd life, yeah. and was uh, was highly inspired by Whitey Cracker's NES album Nerd Rap Entertainment System. Oh yeah! And so that was kind of the blueprint. And uh, once I heard that, and I heard how well it was done, and the fact that a video game, you know, samples could be used as hip hop tracks and work out really well, um, I was very inspired. I got into the lab and I started working, and I worked on this record. And I put it out on the internet, and I was af afraid at that time of facing legal action. Oh yeah! Anybody finding out about it? You know that was a very real thing. We heard rumors all the time about people getting shut down and things like that. No, from, absolutely, from, yeah. From corporate entities, and uh, I didn't have any money, and I still don't. And I wasn't <laughs> trying to battle any lawyers, so <laughs> so I wanted to attempt to release this music on the internet, but still do it in a low key manner, and. Um, I didn't really know, I guess I didn't know better to think that that was still a possibility because once you put something on the internet, you oh, know, yeah. anybody can find it. That's you right. Know? So <laughs> I put it out there and next thing you know, I think it was IGN who had posted a, a review or like a, like a coming soon and a picture of the album and they reviewed it. And it was from there, it just kind of was on. Like people started messaging me about it. The downloads started going up. And the next thing you know, I got a, a message on MySpace. It wasn't even an email, but it was a, a private message on MySpace from Capcom's MySpace. And wow. I'm like, oh boy, this is crazy. And uh, and I tell the story on stage. It's a little bit dramatized and, and, and sped up, but uh, 
But the basics of the story was this guy contacted me and asked me about the album. Like, hey, are you the guy that makes this Mega Ran album? And I'm like, oh boy. And he's like, <laughs> and he clearly told me right off the bat, though, he's like, don't worry, this isn't a cease and desist. Like, I'm not taking legal action. But what I am, I work with a, a group called Capcom Unity, which is all about the community aspect of video games. And so what we we consider what you did as fan art and um we would like to profile it on our website and i'm like what this is crazy wow yeah so so from there you know just getting posted on their website was cool uh, i think it was maybe two months later comic-con was happening in san diego and so the guy's like hey so you know this seems to be pretty popular on the internet why don't you come out to comic-con and so he invited me to comic-con to hang out and they had a booth set up for me, and I would just kind of sign CDs and take photos for an hour. And it was really awesome. They got me a badge with my name on it. This is like <laughs> Capcom Entertainment, you know, guest, you know, and I felt really cool. And uh, long story short, we went through a bunch of uh, talks about getting the music licensed because there was a movie. That's, there was a movie called Second Skin that uh, came yeah. out in 2008, I believe. And so this is a, a year later, and they asked to use "Grow Up," a song that I had done on the on the movie, as their ending credits song. Uh, they also had a track from Zealous One. They had um, they definitely had some some nerd rap uh, representation on it, and um, and I was afraid, and they were afraid too, of letting me use that song on their movie because I didn't have any legal rights to right. that song. Right. And so so they said. They're like, hey, we got a lawyer, and we're going to have our lawyer talk to Capcom. I'm like, oh, boy. Like, what are you talking about right now? (laughs) And and they were like, don't worry about it. And next thing you know, I think it was maybe a month later, Capcom responded and sent an email to both of us saying that Mega Ram was now officially licensed for zero dollars, you know? Nice. That's that's you know that's that's it's crazy. That's an unheard of comp- proposition these days. Almost that's that's a corporate entity mm-hmm. recognizing art and not and not trying to shut it down like so many people do. And, and they they embrace it and they run with it. And not only not only do they they kickstart your career in a major way, but it also started this uh, this little era that I wanted to talk about today. I think. Uh, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. We're going to jump ahead a little bit here in the, in the tale to 2010. Um, we'll go to 2010. I remember the era right around 2010. And uh, this was the year. The reason that uh, I marked that year is because Cyfried, my band, of mm-hmm. course, when we started now, when you were when you were doing the thing with Capcom and going to Comic-Con and, 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 and that was all happening for you, Cyfried was playing conventions. We just, uh-huh. just started getting going. We were playing at, at, at fan cons. And and a lot of those guys don't never had music. You know, we were like uh, some of the first people that played music at some of the cons through in the southeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were we were kind of going that. And then we discovered in 2010 when we were invited to play Nerdapalooza, mm-hmm. we discovered we didn't invent this genre. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of people that make nerd music, and I, I'm using that because at the time I didn't call it nerd music. I just there's all these guys writing about the same kind of stuff I write about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2010, I think uh, we started uh, our Geeks Unite, which to us, and I know you're, I know you're tight with wrestling, so you'll get this reference. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Geeks Unite thing for us was more than just. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The name of our first original album. It was it was the WWE Attitude. <laughs> or I should say WWF Attitude era if you're going to be accurate about it. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, like that was more than just an era of wrestling for them. It was like a, a coming out. It was, they came out and said, hey, this is it's entertainment. Sure, it's scripted, but these are real stunts. These guys are performing for you. They, they kind of made it, pulled the wool back. And I think 2010 was kind of like that for us. And that's what Geeks Unite was all about. We wanted to come out and say, hey, there's a whole bunch of people that go to these fan conventions that would love what you're doing over here on the, on the nerdcore side of things. They would love MC Front a lot. They would love Optimus Rhyme. They would yes. love, you know, Mega Ran. They, they would love that stuff. So we started, we kind of saw from a different perspective that the exposure pool out there was a lot larger than some people at that time in 2010 would have said. They thought at, at that time, most of, I think most of the artists and most of the people around nerd music in 2010 still thought of it as kind of a niche. Yeah. That had a couple of guys that had had some success. You, you were making noise then. Uh, you, we, we already had, you know, I Fight Dragons had just been signed around that time uh, to, to get a, a contract. Yeah. So, so, what do you think was a catalyst, man? What do you, what do you think has really pushed this growth and exposure the way it has? Is it the quality of the music? Mm. I think. I mean, it's definitely the quality of music now. But I think at the beginning, maybe that that sometime between two thousand seven and two thousand ten, um, it just became such a novel idea for for press and things. It was something interesting to write about, you know. And I, I do remember. When it first started, a lot of those guys got major press outlets checking them out. You know, I think uh, Lars was on like CNN and Frontalot was on Newsweek. And like you said, I Fight Dragons got signed to a major label. It just became a very novel thing. And and it just hit really quickly. And uh, I think people got really excited about that. And it was a great time, you know. And of course, we thought, you know, sky was the limit. We played... I believe it was the second official Nerdapalooza, which was at uh, what's the name of that place? Taste. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> in 2008, and um, and I clearly remember it. It was at a restaurant, but it was, it was great, and we had a, a really fun time. And uh, Complex Magazine came out that day, uh, I think, or Blender or something like that. It was like one of those kind of hip sites um, had a magazine rep come out and take photos of people you know and, and interview with people 
And then there was like a two-page spread in um in Blender. And they talked all about, you know, the nerds are here to stay and things like that. And I thought it was just maybe a novel thing. Um, but I think at that time, going back from, you know, even before that, 2007, I remember playing the very first Nerdpalooza in Gainesville. And um, it was a very small event. It was maybe like, you know, five or six artists and one out-of-towner. And, um, and it just grew from there and there. And I remember 2009 being, at that time, I thought as big as this could ever get. <laughs> right. Know? <laughs> um, I clearly remember that thinking like this is this is absolutely the biggest this is ever going to be like this is humongous. Uh, that was the year like Chris and Lars were there and and it's in a huge hotel and and it's humongous. And so I feel like it just you know with the with the quality of music just getting better and better. Um, the I think the I don't know any other way to put it except the hustle of the artists got so much better where people were becoming a little more savvy about booking. Uh, people were becoming more professional as musicians, making making sure they had a much more you know unforgettable live shows, and I, and I, that's what I remember most from the, maybe the 2010 Nerdapalooza is seeing so much more polished live shows yes. than, than I had ever seen at that time. Yeah, and, um, I remember the staging, the lighting was was amazing, and I think that everybody came through with with a whole lot of polish on live shows, and. Um, and so it just to me, I felt like at that time, by 2010, we had kind of gotten a groove where people had begun to take it seriously. Like, this is this is some real music, you know, we're having fun, but we also want to be creative and we want to be, we want to wow people. And I think 2010 was the first time that I felt that wow factor. Like, this is this is really good stuff, you know? Yeah, that's 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 kind of that's a great way to describe that whole time. I would totally agree with that assessment. Now, of course, we saw it from a different a different perspective. We're coming mm-hmm. from a different scene, and then all of a sudden, wow, hey, there are other mu- musicians who do this. So let's uh, let's feel it out. So 2010 was our coming to the party. We joined we joined the forces, so to speak, in that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that one very well. When we first got there, we played on Saturday. And uh, we got there on Friday, and it was the first time they had, I guess, big booth areas for bands and everything out as part of the deal. And uh, we had this table. And people kept coming. We had all this stuff, and people were looking at us like, "How do? Who are you guys? Where, where did you guys come from?" You know. <laughs> and uh, then you know, we talked to them over that first day. There, people stopped by and they'd ask about us, and we talked to them. Super nice community, you know, just totally loving people. And then we played on Saturday, and then you couldn't get to our table. And then, and then, and it was like, then they wanted to know everything. Where did this stuff start? Where did it? And then, and it hit me right at that time in 2010 at that Nerdapalooza event. That this was bigger than just a guy who could rap, or a guy who could write a good rock song, or a guy who could who could make a funny song that people got into. This was a genre, unnamed, an unnamed genre, an uncalled genre, that a large group of, of people who are into Pokemon, or anime, or comic books, or video games, or uh, you know cinematic universes of Marvel. Or whatever you're into, there's guys mm-hmm. that make music about that, and it's like when you when you look at that group as a whole, that that's a big group. That that number of people is is a very large number. Which of course, if you fast forward to right now today, we've seen last year. You said the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. Weird Al debuted at number six on Billboard's charts. Absolutely. 
and he never even had the, uh, brilliant strategy of releasing the videos before he did any, you know, anything else. Uh, but that tells me that because there's no bigger nerd on this planet than Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Absolutely, we can agree on that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? He's like the king of the nerds, and he comes in at number six on Billboard. It tells me anybody can do it. Uh, so that's kind of where. And, and, and that I wanted to note the 2010 point, and I love the way you described it too. And let's pull pull our way through four a little bit. It's like you, like you said. I think it wasn't just us. I think there was a lot of artists about that time seeing, hey, what about this? And there was a lot of collaborations that started breaking off. Yes. A lot of uh, rappers meets rock band. A lot of uh, uh, what I like to call guy with guitar meets uh, you know hip hop. You know, there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of. Uh, uh, I wasn't talking about Shell Riley, but his name just popped up in my head. Just right out of the blue so I'll use Shell as an example he starts there's a lot of collaboration going on with different musical types forging what I think is today's what I'm calling nerd music and uh, and that's the whole purpose of this podcast honestly is to is to make people see the light of the, the whole thing together because look at guys like Professor Shy Guy yes he does everything yeah he's doing everything and by himself how's he <laughs> That guy's amazing when you see him live when he, hit, when he pulls out the drum kit and he's got the guitar rig and he's got the keyboards and the Game Boys wired up. He's a one-man band, I he, mean. He is. It's unreal. And so so you can see the evolution of guys. You know, He came from all that, what started a few years back in, in, in the 2009-2010 era of the spirit of artists starting to get it, get the picture. Uh, and move forward and now uh, how much trouble do you have uh, booking tours these days <laughs> well it's never really easy I'd say right but it's a lot easier today than it has been like ever in the past um, and it's just because I've learned so much you know from doing it for so many years you know um, I can't say it's you know easy uh, nothing's super easy or guaranteed no. but I, I feel like just from the the amount of time and I think people just learn that you aren't when you when the people realize that you're not going anywhere that you're that you're um, you know that you're very persistent in what you're doing that's when it becomes easier and I think same thing with you know with nerd music in general a lot of people probably thought this is something just that people are doing now and they're gonna stop doing you know but the people who persevere you know manage to find that things get easier for them and that's absolutely truth same thing with uh with booking stuff absolutely you're the but uh specifically talking about think about venue availability the kinds of places that would book a nerdy artist in 2010 versus the kind of places that do it now uh almost mm. look, look at the fan cons uh out there most of them there's still a few holdouts mega con i'm talking to you uh, there's there's a few holdouts out there of major cons that don't have a, a significant music track, but not very many anymore. Uh, your clubs, even uh, Cyfried's had a lot of luck booking rock clubs. Right? Wow. Just standard issue. We played at Churchill's in Miami, which is a, uh, which is a rock club in a very let's just say very very flavorful section of Miami. No uh, um, It's the first place Marilyn Manson ever did a show. 
Oh, wow. So we go in there, think we're, we're going to get killed because we're singing about video games with Mr. Spock, and halfway through our set, they're throwing up the fingers, man, and the, the Spock hands and stuff. <laughs> and uh, That's awesome. And rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy, by the way. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Uh, such, a, such an icon. But uh, don't I'm on the sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I know you, and I really appreciate your time. By the way, I know you got a lot of stuff going on, and, and the listeners appreciate you stopping in and talking with me here. As oh, well. anytime, anytime, especially uh, about history stuff. I love history. I used to teach history. Yeah. So, um, so anytime I, we get to go back in, into the the past, I, I love it. I was just what makes it better. Yeah, man, and that's what I was just about. You, it's funny, man. You haven't even seen my notes, and you uh-huh. seg you segued me perfectly. So I want to talk about the fact that you were a teacher. You had a career, a life, before before all this started. Yes. And 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 uh, I I as well. I'm an older, a more seasoned veteran in the scene here. Uh, <laughs> I also did, and, and, and I didn't even know this stuff existed. I mean, from a young age, I was listening to, you know, uh, parodies and, and comedy type things, which which bled into '80s for me, which was uh, you know Devo and. And and, and uh, Thomas Dolby and a lot of stuff like that's that's nerd music that oh, was yeah. that, that wasn't called nerd music. Yep. But that's what I listened to, and it wasn't until many years later that I discovered it, which is why I really want to push and help the genre out as much as I can. Uh, so we we've got a lot of stuff going on here. You 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 had your stuff. I'm, I'm moving into my timeline here. Back to this. Okay. So right after that point in history, that 2010 point in history. There started being all these collaborations, like I said, Cypher, I did the co-op mode thing, which we still owe you a track for oh, at yeah. some point. <laughs> uh, we didn't forget about it, trust me. Uh, you know, and you got guys that were signed once that got freed and became indie because it was a better opportunity to promote yourselves out there yes. than, than any whatever was remaining of the, the music industry that's still looking for the next Katy Perry. Uh you know, guys like uh, Jonathan Colton in Front a Lot really showed that you could do an in, there was an indie business model out there for artists uh, that that you could acquire a way to support yourself as an artist yeah. that's doing this. Um, guys like uh, Weezer and they might be giants. They they got out of their contracts, became indie, and uh, they didn't look back. Now they they took a little bit different direction than than my boys over with Nerf Herder. Uh, I love Nerf Herder so much. Uh, yeah, uh, those, guys. <laughs> those guys are awesome guys. We got to hang out with them at Dragon Con for like a couple days right next to them. And they're just amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I played a show with them, I think, in San Diego, which was so fun. Uh, they got a, they've got this album they've been working on uh, that I know should be coming out, I think, this year. Uh, and I've heard, because we played with them a couple of times, I've heard like four tracks that are going to be on that album. You got to trust me when I tell you these dudes... <laughs> Have taken the nerdy shackles off. Like they, if if you ever listen to their music back when they was signed and on the studio, and you're like, hey, I think these guys are nerds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. There's no doubt now, bro. Oh, and, no doubt. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt at all. So it's good to see that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I think that you know it, it started off as a nice a little. Uh, everybody kind of when they started finding each other, started talking to each other. Like, hey, how did you get a show up in North Carolina? Well, I talked to this guy, and then the next thing you know, we have another stop on the the invisible tour map out there you know yep absolutely. Uh, now that so which brings me to today and and things like like we were saying are better today i would say uh, oh yeah when it comes to being able to promote yourself as an indie uh the one area i think that that 
and this is why I brought you on because you got some cred. We we established the cred, right? <laughs> Up front. And uh, I like I like to believe that I have like a Z list kind of cred, so I'll go with that. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, King Phoenix is Z list. I got to be at least Y. I gotta, all right, he's gonna hear that. And he's gonna be yelling at me now. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy to death. Um, awesome. So you now you look at look at guys like um, the Nerdist. You've you've been uh, you've had some affiliation with the Nerdist. They've done stuff for you before, right? They have. Um, that's always crazy because you never know who knows you or who knows anything. But stuff like that is just a, a random thing where you just kind of retweet or favorite someone on Twitter, and then next thing you know, they're they're talking to you like, "Hey, we know who you are," you know. <laughs> so it's it's so weird, man. I just I have no idea how that stuff happens. But again, I just think it's a, a persistence thing where persistence pays, uh-huh. and just being around for a long time. <laughs> Well, uh, certainly, know, certainly that una- doesn't. That doesn't. You're hurt. unavoidable when you're around for a while. And people look at me now like I'm the elder statesman of of one of the elder statesmen of nerd rap. You know, <laughs> just because I've been around for you know two years, it'll be ten years now. Wow. You know? So, Decade. you know what I mean. So it's it's very close, and uh, and so yeah, that that's. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. You go <laughs> <off> your <point. laughs> you're, you're you're approaching that mark with a C territory, man. Hang in there, baby. Uh, (laughs) But like, no, a reason I bring up the Nerdist, and you're right, we don't ever know how that happens. Uh, Because you as an artist, we do the same thing with our band. I mean, we've literally self-promoted ourselves every inch of the way. Uh, You're you're putting it out there. You don't know who's going to pick it up. Uh, And then you find, uh, you kind of discover out there online a guy like like the Nerdist, like your, your sites like Fandomania or, or Geek World Order or Seattle Geekly, the vloggers, the media bloggers, the everybody, you know, there's a lot of it out there. Yes. They don't talk to each other the way the artists talk to each other that cover the genre, that, that play in the genre. Right. And if they did, just picture a world where those guys would share their reviews. If somebody uh-huh. reviewed an album, or they shared their coverage of an event, their video shots, or their pictures, or their footage, or you know whatever else they have going on, it, it would kind of create like a PR network. Yes, absolutely. Uh, across, because there are, these guys are already in different stations around the country, around the world. Uh, you know, kind of get in together and like, because the news isn't ever going to talk about us unless we do something crazy. Oh yeah. And we don't want to do something crazy because that gets the wrong kind of publicity. <laughs> but, yeah. But for for a bunch of artists, and you can you can agree you're a, you're an extremely humble guy for a guy in your position. Uh, I think yeah, I think it pays to be humble because I know I know a, a thing or two about how fast internet fame can come and go. Absolutely. Uh, and so therefore, I I am fully aware of that, and I know that tomorrow everything could just be over and I could be back to being a teacher. And I, I realized that. And, um, and therefore I, I embrace it. And I understand that every minute of it is a blessing, you know, and to be able to talk to people and to be able to have any sort of influence, no matter how small on any person is, is a, a big thing that no one should take for granted. And that's, that's always why I'm, and it's easy for me to maintain humility. And, um, it's a shame that that's not normal in music, but, you know, but because it isn't, you know, it stands out so much that I am when people come to me like, hey, man, I can't believe how down to earth you are. And I'm just like, wait, people aren't like this. Like, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's so strange to me. 
You're because ge- I'm, I don't you're know. Nice. You're nice. Yeah. You're That's a genuinely nice guy. nice guy. You're a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. There's a lot of nice guys in this that do this. There's thing. a lot of nice guys in the scene. Like, my, and I, that's what keeps me kind of jaded. Where everyone I know is amazing and yeah. super nice, like the top to the bottom. If yeah. I could send anybody an email or call anybody anytime, top to bottom, and we could have the same amount of conversation and yeah. learn the same amount about each other, which is amazing about this scene. That is how. That's how this happened. I contacted you and said, "Hey, can <laughs> yeah. we have a conversation?" And you're like, "Yeah," and, and that's and that's because it is filled with nice guys. And I, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna misquote Mark again. I, I should probably look this up if I'm gonna use it so often. Mark with a C has uh, a song. Basically, uh, he, he he wrote one time or, or said one time. In today's world, the most punk rock thing that you can be is nice. <laughs> And I'm like, that is a really, that is a real gem of wisdom he dropped, man. And and it's true. And I think that is part of the propelling force with the fan base. Fan bases see the artists when they come to shows. And they see a show that starts with a rapper and ends with a DJ. And they have a rock band in the middle of it. And there's also guys that came out and played the soundtrack from Zelda. And all this, they're, they're in overload in Nirvana. And they're all wonderful people. And you don't get out here and see a band come up on stage and say, hey, this, this band stinks. You should be our band, fans of us. You know, that happens in the other parts of the music world, but not with nerds. And so that's part of the reason I wanted to bring you on, because uh, beyond everything else, man, you're just a nice guy, and you're doing your best. You, you, you got, you caught a good break. You, I know you know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that for a minute. I was right place, right time. And and just kind of rode the wave, you know. But you're not. And, uh, but but again, it's always about what you, those decisions you make after you catch that wave, you know. I was yes. listening to somebody talk, and uh, I think it was Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's book is amazing, by the way. Yes. Um, but uh, I think he was talking about it, just saying like, you know, a lot of things are right place, right time, and just you know, super coincidences. But this isn't this isn't a path that was just already paved and carved out, right? Like, you have decisions to make at every corner that could have gone left or right, you know, and there's so many different things that could have happened and gone each way. I mean, people don't even like know all the different right. decisions that go into what you what you create. So it still comes down to you making the right decisions. You know, it wasn't like this was a path that was divinely placed in front of me and I just walked it. I, I had to make several decisions and I got a lot of advice from a lot of great people and a lot of encouragement from a lot of great people that helped to, to get it that way. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, you are probably one of the driving forces behind the growth that we have experienced in the last five years. Alone, I know you wouldn't take credit for that. I know well, you I know you wouldn't. I'm telling you. I definitely would not, but I, I know you I, would. I'm honored to because I, I think it's awesome. But, uh, you know, I feel weird about it, about taking that credit when there were so many before me. I mean, guys like MC Chris and MC Stars and and they're all part of it. They're all part of this, 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 this big wave. It's it's because you discover one artist and then you discover another one and then you discover another one, which is why I think collaborations are so crucial. Uh, But what I mean by that is because, you know, a lot of guys get whatever break they're looking for in life, their their boat comes in, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and, and that they change. They become a person that their old friends don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. You said, come on, man, let's do this. We can do it. 
You have always instilled a spirit of brotherhood, a spirit of the community that that we all are part of, and and because of that, the, this growth has been been able to go on because I've always been a big believer in what's good for one of us is good for all of us. Oh yeah, absolutely, totally agree. Yeah, so that that's one of the reasons that that's the, the main reason you were the number one list i don't even know if i could have done this particular podcast if i couldn't have got to talk to you <laughs> because i needed somebody who's seen what i'm talking about and i know that you have uh, oh absolutely you, you and i have probably had versions of this discussion uh, at a dozen different events over the years oh definitely <laughs> but you know so uh, I wanted to, 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 to people, this podcast was created for people who don't necessarily, are, are, are not necessarily familiar with neurobeasia, people who are just discovering it, much the way Sci-Fi discovered it in 2010. We thought we were the first guys that would ever strum some guitars and sing about nerdy stuff until then. <laughs> so there's still people out there. I encounter them all the time. I play, I'm, I'm a DJ that works a lot of clubs here in Florida, and I constantly play, and the, the one track that I play without fail that people come up and ask me about is always a nerd track it's always it's, it's by somebody it's either it's either the grammar club or it's uh you know it's, <laughs> they always come who is this who is this and sometimes it's splash woman to say it to say you love <laughs> to say i play that one a lot too Thank uh, you. As a matter of fact i rotate between playing uh, the original that you had on the album and the version that you recorded with yours in because ah. i like both of them so I love that one. I mix it up a little bit, but uh, also uh, that was the first moment you provided me with the only moment in my life that ever I heard a song on TV and then stood up and went, "What?" <laughs> it was when TNA used Splash Woman. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Come on, that's awesome, right? The wrestling <laughs> thing. That was amazing. There's a lot of nerds that are wrestling fans. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, I grew up in Florida. Hard not to be. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we're we're going to see each other pretty soon uh, before we get out of here uh, for this. Uh, we're going to see each other soon in Seattle at Crackle Fest, right? Yes, we are. Um, and it's funny you mentioned, you know, Florida. Orlando is probably, you know, considered to be my home base. It's a place that I consider to be home because it's uh, a city that's probably embraced me more than any other. Before anything else had ever worked out, I was playing great shows in Orlando, and I could have been drawing two or three anywhere else. But I always knew that Orlando would come through. And so Seattle is probably the second city like that for me, where they've, they've embraced, uh, they've, they're such a nerdy town. They've yeah. embraced so much of what we do. So uh, it's going to be a great show. That's, See, that's, that's my second, second home. Second, Seattle. second home. I, I lived in Seattle for a couple of years. Um, oh, I want to live there again. I've been talking to my girlfriend about it. I don't know. I want to make a move out there so bad. It's a, it's a nice area. Uh, and for us uh, of the larger girth persuasion, it's a nice climate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I will say this about Seattle and and uh, Orlando. I, I think they're very similar in terms of the, uh, the geek culture, the nerd culture in the areas. Um, the, the biggest difference to me um, is that in Orlando, because it's probably because of the tourist thing, because there's so many people from all over the place in Orlando all the time for everything. Uh, it's the, the, the nerd culture is almost segregated more. Than the than the Seattle scene, whereas the, it, up there there's a, it's a tech market. I mean, in, in Seattle, Redmond, and 
I'm trying to remember the other city. Oh my God, just drew a blank. Uh, the, the the big bedroom communities all around Seattle. There, you got Nintendo's there. Yep. Microsoft's there. I mean, it's a big tech area, so it makes makes sense. So I, we're really excited about it, man. This this will be our third appearance on a hard rock stage. We're also jacked about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I've done a couple hard rock shows. They're always weird. They're probably like heaven for you guys, but they're weird for rappers. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily a, a rap stage or a rap crowd. Um, but particularly, I don't know, the hard rock is a little little too corporate for me. Generally, I don't know if you get, you know what I mean? But no, I do. Play, I do. You know, where it's like people have to pay for parking when they come. They have to pay a lot for food, a lot for drinks. You know, there's there's no, you know, they can't go in and get a dollar PBR and, and see play at a... At a you know, the hard rock. So, I think I think of them a little bit more like a convention show. Uh, if you're working okay. at if you're working at a convention and you're the band at the convention, the entertainment the entertainment. If the people that are there at the show bought a ticket to the con- the convention, or are staying at the hotel, or you know some other thing like that. So the the bigger we've we played a few of the bigger corporate type venues before, and uh, a lot of times this is free show. Like when we did uh, for Star Wars Celebration. Uh, uh, Six, five—I don't know where they're at. One of those. <laughs> uh, this is age creeping in right here, bro. This is gonna start happening to you. I'm, you're not gonna remember things. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, <laughs> it's a fact. I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> but like, so we're playing the Hard Rock uh, at uh, City Walk, and this is part of the celebration thing. So it was all free ticket, and City Walk isn't really an expensive area in Orlando, so. Uh, I mean, it's higher than some, but if you're playing downtown Orlando, it's it's no more expensive than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown Orlando, six dollar PBR can, woo! You know, yeah, terrible. But uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, <laughs> dude, I can't wait to get out there and play with you, uh, see you guys, and uh, be on the stage, share the stage with you, soak in a little Seattle, maybe get some Asian food while we're there. Yes. Yeah, something <laughs> on those lines. Also, before I let you go, and I'm gonna, because I know you're busy, dude, and you're fixing to go on tour. Cause you got new albums just flying out of your backpack, man. You got, <laughs> you got uh, oh, you man. and Storyville, Storyville yes, with Soul Veggies, yeah. It's, it's uh, now it's doing really well. I just found out, and this is one of those cool things that you wouldn't find out unless you dug hard enough. But it's taken me a week to find this out, and you're actually the first person to know it because it just came into my text just now. Is that Soul Veggies last week was the number ninety-seven album on the sound scan charts right 97 out of all the albums that came out which is pretty amazing that's pretty awesome that's top 100 bro (laughs) i feel i feel so great man i'm like yeah we're in the top 100 you know i've never been so happy to be so low on a chart in my life but um that's really cool and so i didn't know and it's thanks to you know just the hard work and then of course the support of the people is just amazing and I, i just oh man i'm like ecstatic you know, like this is a small victory for nerds everywhere, you know? It, it, totally. <laughs> uh, really, man, that's a big deal. And I always, uh, anytime, uh, that's why I, I led with the LA Weekly quote. Anytime <laughs> that like some established parameters makes note of a nerd artist, that's big news. It's big, absolutely. Uh, I love what they got going on in Canada. You're, you know, how they're trying to make uh, a nerd music part of the Canadian Grammys. Oh, yeah, they're killing it out there, man. They're so far ahead of us in what they're doing for their, for their artists, man. And I love it so much. I, I go out there and see all the support that those nerd guys get, and it's great, man. 
how, how the shows go up there? You've been you've been up there a couple times, all right? Very good. I've been up there a few times. I got to shout out the uh, the Blast Process. It's a great VGM band out there, and um, and of course Word Burglar, uh, oh, yeah. Pills, uh, Just Dangerously, so many of those guys, and they just make they make you know they just do what they're feeling. They don't they don't label it anything crazy. They don't call it nerdcore nerd rap. It's right. just it's just rap, and uh, and it just and it works. It's so good. It's well thought out. It's funny. And um, and those guys are they're killing it out there, and so uh, the the crowds are always great. Man, you just rubbed up against uh, a thing that I've brought up here before: the concept of what's nerd music, what's not nerd music. Um, I was talking to Mark about this, and I'm not sure this was in our discussion here on the show, but or or in real life. But we were talking about that, and he's like, he asked me one time, "What do you? Why do you think I'm a nerd artist? Like most hmm. of my most of my songs aren't nerdy." And I said, I said, it's because you're a nerd, because you write from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You you touch on issues and human conditions that we can all relate to. That's why you're nerdy. And that's why I consider Jesse dangerously nerdy, even though he doesn't consider himself nerdy. Uh, <laughs> but he can, he speaks, he's, and his music's just the bomb anyway. So oh, uh, that guy's crazy good. Uh, and the bands that have popped up up there, H2 Awesome, and uh, the, the, the Press Start to Play, Copy Red yes. Reader. It's crazy, yes. man. It's uh, it, it, I love that scene and what they got going on, and I hope that's something that spreads to America. How awesome would it be to have uh, nerd music in as a Grammy category? <laughs> you know, that would wow. be so cool. Uh, I got it going on, man. Like, Canada's got it going on. We got to catch up. You know what? I think that's probably going to happen one day. And I'm going to go ahead and make my first bold prediction ever on this show. I think you'll probably win the first Nerd Music Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a big, bold prediction. It's a prediction, but I'm telling you, and I'm going to get bombed by email. Somebody's going to hear this. I'm going to get a message from Whitey Cracker. I'm going to bomb you and say, no way, man. Or Lars. Lars, I know, listens to this. I'd say (laughs) Doc Ock, man. Doc Ock. You know what? It's going to be a guy. Yeah. He's a... to me, Doc Doc is a is a uh, is a, a generational birth of this era that we were talking about. He is. So and he kind of so, so young. He's seen the beginnings of it, and he's a guy who was listening to you know Lars in front in in middle school. You know, he's one of right. those who who's come up through that and seen it for so long, and is completely influenced by it. And he's so influenced by you know today's music and today's musical trends and. He's big into EDM and all that, and I think that his next stuff is going to—he's going to be the guy. Man, I, I really believe that he's the guy that's going to win an, a Grammy and, and be the the, face, the commercial face of of their music. <laughs> that's a good one too. That's a good—I can't argue with that. I just—I uh, don't know. You have this way, man. You, I think it's the teacher. I think it's the teacher in you. When you're on the stage, you have this like public speaking room commanding thing going on. Like everybody looks at you, even if they don't know who you are. Like they, <laughs> they like I saw. I forget one of the shows we played uh, at, a, at a at a little venue, and the bartender and the bar staff was in the place, and we were. Th- I think it might have been uh, the one of the day after shows, uh, mm-hmm. over like in the little bar. <laughs> I remember that. And those people all all day long they had this look on their face like when is this going to end there's <laughs> all these nerds jumping around and I can't understand anything they're saying and I just want somebody to come kill me that's the look they had mm-hmm. and, and then you started your set and they just stopped and watched you yep. that's 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 a that's a, a transcending just the niche genre type appeal that's why I predict you but I'm with you on Doc 
Doc's amazing. I love him. Uh, I, I, I consider him and uh, also like a lot of stuff Starf's doing lately. Yeah. Uh, he's another guy that same situation. He came along right at that that ex- that big bang point, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, has really ran with it. Uh, our friend Lauren in England, uh, uh, the fifth sister, just started recording. Uh, she's been a fan for years and done a lot to promote us. Uh, I bet if I did a lot of homework, I'd find that she was very instrumental in opening up all the uh, British touring lanes that have opened up over that way. Oh, I'm sure. Um, she got us. I mean, she sent that. She sent our song to Sci-Fi, and we got invited to New York because of that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, you never know what's going to happen with this crazy thing, and like, you got to be ready. But being who you are is the message that you send. Uh, I encourage every one of the listeners to check out MegaRan.com. Uh, check out. Oh, I want to also shout out to you real quick about uh, uh, a man who's happy and in, in his work. And art, and also just found love in his life. Aww. I'm very happy for you, man. That's a big deal. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's that's I'm a happy I'm a happily married guy, and I totally get mm-hmm. that, man. That's a piece you can't buy. Absolutely, man. None of this means anything if you don't have anybody special to share it with, you know. Man, that's right. she's been there through the ups and the downs, and uh, you know, least I could do is put a ring on it. So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you it's, yeah, put a ring on it. That's it. I think somebody should write a song about that. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, also uh, on my on my horribly organized notepad here, I uh, just wanted to mention real quick the uh, cover artwork that you did for Megalomania, mm. uh, which is your uh, your film. Yes. Uh, which your which your uh, I, I didn't I haven't checked your Kickstarter lately. You're you're uh, you're looking pretty good. Last time I checked it out, you're gonna oh, get yeah, it. Oh yeah, it has been completed and the video is is pretty much done and it's on the way to Netflix. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to hear. I can't wait. That'll be on my list number one first time. Oh man, we are premiering it at PAX this weekend in PAX East at Boston. Uh-huh. Uh, so that'll be the first look at it Saturday night. And then after that, um, it will be going to the backers, and then it'll be going to Netflix. Man, that's great news. That is really great news. And I and I, and I it caught my attention because first of all, uh, I'm a fan, and I would I want to see what you've done here. Uh, that's first of all. The second thing that caught my attention was the artwork, mm. and I love that you went with Megalomania from the Atari 2600 Activision yep. days as yes. the, as the salute. You now, got that. That was a classic, classic game, man. I'm old. All right, so <laughs> I was. Glad you got that. Uh, I actually earned the uh, the the patch from Activision for for Mega Man for Mega for Megalomania. I, I was a big fan of that game, Mega Mania. Mega Mania. Damn it! Mega now you got me messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mega Mania. Mega Mania. And so, with, with, with the question I wanted, this is a hard cutting question from a journalist, bro. What? How did you how did you decide to use that as your influence on it instead of the early '90s Amiga game that was out for the, the the Mega Drive over in Japan and then turned into a different game? But it was called Megalomania, spelled exactly that. the same. You remember it? I remember it, but the problem was I had never played it, and so I always you know I I try to keep it real with my nerdum, ah. and I don't I don't talk about any game I haven't played. And I don't, I don't go into anything that I haven't actually experienced. So I couldn't do it because I didn't have an Amiga. Like it wasn't, but I saw it though. 
Yeah, it, I, I just I came across it. that, and, and I was like, I remember this game. Wait a minute. And it's exactly the same. The art's kind of tied on the front. It would have made a great cover. And, I'm, and I knew I, I was going to ask that question, and I'm glad I did now because the answer was really, I keep it real. I'm, I'm not. I'm no fake nerd. All right, I didn't play that game, so I brought. <laughs> that's good, man. That's 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 more cred. How much more cred do you need, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just I'm piling it up until the day that I can go into a Waffle House and say, "Hey, look, uh, I got a bunch of cred here in my pocket. I, I don't have a lot of money, but I do want some waffles." Now, I'm gonna, until the day that that works, that's what I'm going to keep I like stack, that. stacking it up. Until I can know. get my smothered, covered, and chunked <laughs> with my cred, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I like hey, that, bro. Uh, yeah. well, and that's, I get that question, too. People ask us that. How do you decide what you're going to write about, what I like? That's how, that's how I do it. Why did you write a song about Arrow? I like Arrow. Because I like it. It's, it's easy. It speaks to me on a lot of levels, and I try to convey that in the song. That's that's why that's why it happened. That's easy. Uh, that's why you probably will never get a, There's a few things that you won't get songs from me about because I'm just not into them. Uh, I'm not going to name those things because that's how you get hate mail. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to end the interview by saying, once again, brother, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, I know you got a lot going. You got a tour coming. Uh, I didn't even get to talk about Com Mission. We've already featured that uh, already on the show. Oh, nice. Thank you. By the way, I love the singing chops on Rock With Me. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Thank you. Uh, you we, something, try something crazy. It was something awesome, bro. Uh, the, <laughs> we also featured the Force Push, and uh, had you mentioned it the, in the Best of 2014 episode, uh, uh I've actually referred to you many times as a Hall of Fame level nerd, which means to me, if we were having a fictional nerd music Hall of Fame, that you'd already be in it. Uh, no. So, uh, <laughs> once again, brother, thanks for coming on. We'll see you in Seattle, man. Yes, sir. Seattle on the 27th? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Crackle yes. Fest. Crackle Fest. Can't, can't wait to hear their new album. Those guys have been tearing it up, too. So Yes, they have. Uh, it's going to be gonna be good times, a lot of fun. I hope to see you all out there. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Raheem go and get ready and do his thing. So y'all go out there and see him. Check out Megaran.com all the time. He pretty much updates it almost as often as Adam Warrock does. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> I've been really bad with it, but I, that's what's made me. You know, watching Adam has made me <laughs> want to do it more. Man, you can't like, watch I Adam. I don't. I don't update my. You know. Yeah, you can't watch Adam at you all. Can't watch no Adam. one. No one can keep up with him. You get an inferiority complex watching Adam. <laughs> that man is hard work he's like the James Brown of nerd music oh absolutely so we give, I'll give him that he, he, he's still going to be mad that we didn't say he was going to win the Grammy though nah, <laughs> alright brother I will talk to you soon thanks again for your time man I appreciate it alright what a great guy be sure you check out his endeavors online now that's about all I have for this episode but I'm going to leave you with four great tracks on the way out the first is a beefy track featuring Tyler Deshay set in the world of Doctor Who called Girl Meets Doctor. The second one is part of my tribute to Leonard Nimoy with a lot of help from the double clicks. It's the song that made me fall in love with them. It's called Spock Impersonator from their 2012 Chainmail and Cello album. The third groove is a collaboration between Optimus Rhyme and MC Frontalot called the Ping Pong Song. And finally, Brentle Floss's nerd classic, Tetris with Lyrics. 
My thanks again to Mega Rand for having a conversation with me, and my thanks to you for listening to The Nerd Groove. The podcast is intended for both fans of nerd music and those who are newly discovering the wonders of the genre. Please continue to share with your friends and help further the exposure. Until the next episode, I'm Dr. Vern, and I'm a nerd. Live long and prosper. You know, grown-ups tell you everything's going to be fine, and you think they're probably lying to make you feel better. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. Boy meets girl, girl meets doctor, wanting an adventure, so we set him up proper. Girl forgets boy in the blink of an eye, without a doctor everything will be unwritten from time. But the boy did wait, and his love did grow, and he still learned things that he did not know. See this girl, she has traveled through time and through space. What she loved was a stupid face You see, boy meets girl, girl meets doctor Wanted an adventure, so we set him up proper Girl forgets boy in the blink of an eye Without her doctor, everything would be unwritten from time But the boy did wait, and his love did grow And he still learned things that he did not know See, this girl, she has traveled through time and through space what she loved was a stupid face Like Geronimo, he had crashed into a pond Unsure about his face, so what planet he was on That's when he met her, certain that he could trust her Excited by his strangeness, fish fingers custard She was different, he could tell from the start But the wall in her room was torn slightly apart A door she never opened, held the prophecy of doom Didn't know she had a gift just by sleeping in her room He took his leave, but he promised he'd return So she packed up all her bags and every quit she ever earned She sat and waited, dreaming of better days But not certain that her apple surely kept him away She grew older, colder, more bolder Innocence quickly turned to cold smolder When he returned, he had found her obsessed She took his hand, disregarding her wedding dress Oh, there's a twist in our story Got your heartstrings, cause the deed's a little gory She likes her doctor, cause he's clever and he's quirky But she is getting married to a nurse, we'll call him I can't remember, there's something missing Why has she been crying, whose lips have she been kissing Who gave her confidence, who never opposed Yeah, she found the wedding ring, but she don't know who proposed We skip ahead to the Pandorica Situation sticky here, the summer's out in Florida Evil's out in space, all arrive in one place All working together for an odd change of pace But Rory the Roman, kicking the door open Save her from the Cyberman, bugged out and broken himself so he kind of sealed her face so he'll sit with that box and he'll wait and he'll wait boy meets girl girl meets doctor wanted an adventure so we set him up proper girl forgets boy in the blink of an eye without a doctor everything will be unwritten from time but the boy did wait and his love did grow and he still learned things that he did not know see this girl she has traveled through time and through space what she loved was a stupid face see boy meets girl girl meets doctor wanted an adventure so we set him up proper Forgets boy in the blink of an eye Without her doctor everything would be unwritten from time But the boy did wait and his love did grow And he still learned things that he did not know See this girl, she had traveled through time and through space But what she loved was a stupid face I'm not running away, but this is one corner in one country In one continent, in one planet That's in the corner of a galaxy That is in the corner of a universe That is forever growing and shrinking and creating and destroying And never remaining the same for a single millisecond And there is so much, so much to see Because it goes so fast I'm not running away from things I'm running to them before they flare and fade forever
had the shiniest of hair. And he walked into the room with an authoritative air. His carefully shaped eyebrows so severe. You could barely even tell where the prosthetics met his ears. I fell in love with a Spock impersonator From his ears down to his phaser and his sweet communicator I thought my search for love was at an end But being highly logical did not make him a very good boyfriend When I first saw his furrowed brow I knew the ideal man had come and found me somehow I mean, what else could I think When he looked me in the eye and told me Prune juice is a warrior's drink I fell in love with a wharf impersonator From his forehead to his baldric and his badge communicator I thought my search for love was at an end but being strong and angry did not make him a very good boyfriend. Oh, why did I come to this con? This day has been nothing but a roller coaster of emotion. I don't have the time or money to wait in line to see Leonard Nimoy. But look over there, what an interesting boy. I fell in love with a Q impersonator Which seemed like a bad idea even 30 minutes later I thought my search for love was at an end But he transported me to another dimension And played psychological games with me and my friends Sanctioned event, and went quick with the skunk. Yeah, love, 06, top spin smashes. 
the way I relax is winning ping pong matches. These victories are coming in batches when I practice. Back in, back in again. Forehand, no return, practice sideways spin. The skin on my paddle's kind of floppy. But it don't stop me, I win in any condition While you're wishing that you can scout out my style and try to copy I'm in Japan, turning secret paddle positions I'm on a steady diet Sashimi to gohan I even my fingers consult the master of advice You can excel, grasshopper, if you're willing to pay the price Keep your eyes on the ball, feel the paddle like a friend You don't have to have telekinesis, but pretend like you do Then guide the sphere around the court Enter into the slow motion so the time and space distort Make report with the paddle, hip hop, how we go Pop lock as you wield it, feel the ball flow Against the countercurrents of the motion you make You might mistake it for a simple game of angles But it ain't now Take the universe with the flavor of your game To reality go Around the ball to shape the lane of its travel But do not let it unravel fate Don't return a volley if it's already too late It's unfair to your opponent How you move through air How you throw away your racket in your back pocket Got a spare How you dared him to serve Before you got in the room How he tried but the net cradled each as a wound Now assuming that you got all my lessons ignored See me at the comfort inn at the world tour It's 4am I'm eating continental breakfast The competition don't expect this A new surf from Mr. Cyberman and Ace is unexpected I'm happy as long as my ladder post is protected Our gear's not the tightest, it's all that we found That table might wobble but it don't fall down I'm in the locker room, liquid weight's getting strong Sipping Perrier, playing ping pong Ping pong, step up to the table Ping pong, put the ball in play Ping pong, I don't care what you call it Step up to the table, put the ball in play Step up to the table with ping pong, put the ball in play. Ping pong, now once ever falling. Step up to the table, put the ball in play. Every ball is branded, serve it left handed. ORBPRP, see the label in demand. It can't get kind of crazy, you understand it. It don't phase me, it's just the way that we planned it. Every ball is branded, serve it left handed. ORBPRP, see the label in demand. It can't get kind of crazy, you understand it. It don't phase me, it's just the way that we Serve it left-handed, O-R-P-D-R-B, see the label in demand it, it can't get kinda crazy, you understand it, it don't phase me, it's just the way that we planned it, every ball is branded, serve it left-handed, O-R-P-D-R-B, see the label in demand it, it can't get kinda crazy, you understand it, it don't phase me, it's just the way that we planned it. Shapes made of four colored blocks Like a T or a box Come down like falling bricks You can place them in rows But everybody knows that they made this game for chicks Mom just loves to flip and stack Grandma says this shit is like crack Well it is This is the game girls deserve There is no learning curve Which makes it great for noobs Especially if you have a badge and boo hey! Your mom loves it, mine does too, mine does too. Call me 
sexist bitch, it's still true. Just kidding about the bitch part. Deep in a girl's dainty brains, there's a spot near her veins which regulates their bliss. The so once they see falling blocks, the T spot unlocks when they start to sing like this. I have learned to avoid getting burned when you piss off your chick. I'm so mad. You sing this on key immediately. She'll forget that you're a dick. La 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 Tetris helps when chicks wanna neuter us. It's nit snit if you love it you probably have a uterus thanks for listening to the nerd groove as listener supported entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the nerdy show network alive by telling a friend rating and reviewing us on itunes shopping at the nerdy show store or directly donating to the network any size contribution gets you exclusive nerdy show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of The Nerd Groove, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.